Mr. Troublefield, would you please call the roll? Mr. Barley? Here. Mr. Cathal? Here. Mr. Collins? Here. Mr. Fritz? Here. Dr. Hattier? Here. Mr. Hudson? Here. Mr. Layfield? Here. Mr. Keaton? Here. Dr. Statler? Here. Mrs. Wright? Here. This is a regular board meeting for the month of September, and we do have a forum. Would everyone please rise for the presentation of how May be seated. First item on the agenda: Indian River Student Government. Good evening, board members. My name is Emma Kelly and I am this year's Indian River Student Council President. We have almost completed our first month of school and it has been very busy thus far. Each grade has met with our administration to discuss expectations for the upcoming 2019 to 2020 school year. There it was announced that the class of 2020, this year's senior class, exceeded the global benchmark average for the SATs for the first time in Indian River High School history. This is a great achievement and our seniors should be very proud. Fall sports are underway and our teams have started off strong. The boys soccer team and the field hockey team are both currently undefeated and show great promise for the rest of the season. We are, our volleyball team has also been greatly successful with four wins and only one loss. We are extremely proud of all of our sports teams as they continue to work hard and represent Indian River High School well. Class officer nominations are underway and there are a lot of great candidates. Our clubs are currently expanding and developing ideas for the upcoming school year. Overall, Indian River High School's transition back to school has been very successful, and I can't wait to share more updates about this school year. Thank you, and have a great evening. Okay. Thank you very much. We need a motion to approve the agenda for this evening's meeting. So moved. Motion made and, motion made and seconded. Second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Need a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes of August the 26th and the executive session minutes for August the 26th. So moved. Motion made and seconded. All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. We now come to our first public comment. The uh, board allows 15 minutes at the beginning and the ending of each, each regularly scheduled board meeting for anyone in the audience who wishes to make a public comment. Each person would have three minutes each and Mr. Steele will do the timing. Our first speaker is Kevin Wilson. 
just want to thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come in and talk to you. Um, I just would like to say a moment of prayer for you and uh, that God would give us wisdom and knowledge throughout our board meeting. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for loving us. We thank you for everything that you do for us, for the many blessings that you give us every day. Thank you for the beautiful day that you've given to us too. So Father, we just thank you for this time that we have a board meeting. We just pray now that you would be with the members. Thank you for their time that they sacrifice uh, to do this willingly for us. So, Lord, we just thank you so much for them. We now just pray that you would be with them, help them to make decisions that would be beneficial for everyone that is concerned. So, Lord, just be with them, watch over them. Thank you for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Ruth Ann Willing. Hi, my name is Ruth Ann Willing, and I'm the school nurse at Georgetown Elementary starting my 18th school year there. And I'm here tonight to just talk about Georgetown Elementary being a three-tier, the late school, and the busing problems that we're having. Uh, first off, students are arriving very late in the morning. The first bus gets there at 8.05, and the majority of them, it's 8.30 to 8.40, and we're supposed to be in the classrooms by 8.45. So at the beginning, students were missing breakfast um, when they were getting there because instead of going to breakfast, they really wanted to get to their classrooms for morning meetings. So then um, that's kind of sad when you hear a student say that. So we are allowing them to take their breakfast now to the classroom. Uh, afternoon busing and parent pickup is a major problem. Everyone is staying late. Uh, no one is leaving at our contracted time at 345. Uh, with the buses, the first day of school, the bus left our school at 445, so one hour later than usual. The earliest has been around 353, and that was last week. And as of last week, employees have stayed, stayed late related to busing uh, 3.6 hours of their own time. Uh, parent pickup staff also aren't leaving before 3.55 or 4 o'clock some days. And as of last week, employees that, stayed for, that deal with parent pickup had stayed 3.12 hours of their, of their own time. Uh, our goal for busing is to have the buses try to be there by 3.30 so we can start dismissing. Uh, most days only, there are four buses there um, at that time, and they're the ones that get there like at 10 after 3. Most days by 3.40, there's eight buses there, and we're still waiting for three buses. Uh, we have timed it from the time that we call for first dismissal to when the buses are loaded and ready to leave, and we've done it in nine minutes. Most of the time, it's nine to, to um, 11 minutes. Uh, the parking lot has to be empty of buses for two of our rows of staff parking to even be able to leave um, the, the building. Uh, we have done a lot. Uh, we are monitoring the bus arrivals and dismissals. Uh, for late buses, we've rearranged the bus schedule where the buses park more times than I can even keep up with. Um, for late buses that are consistently late, we uh, have held those students in the lobby so the rest of the students can board. And we tried many ideas and we're still trying some. If you suggest it, we've probably tried it. Uh, I think administration's been willing to try almost everything. We've tried different exits, people going out different exits. Let's let the younger kids board first. Let's let the older kids board first. We've tried all of that too. Um, I really don't think Georgetown Elementary can do anything else to shave minutes off of dismissal time. 
Um, I suggested following the bus routes for the three buses and see where the backup is, but I understand that Dr. Owens did do that this past week, and I think Georgetown traffic was a problem, which I personally know about because I've lived in Georgetown all my life. Uh, all of this has created a staff who's very disgruntled and angry. They want to know about compensation for the extra time. Uh, staff is talking about leaving the school. If something comes up, they're out of there, and they're thinking about how hard it will be to recruit for next year. Uh, one employee has had to pay extra for daycare for late pickup already, and another one would have had to if she hadn't been able to call her spouse and have them pick her child up. Uh, they knew at the board meeting tonight that I was going to talk about this, and I think when I scan the audience, besides administration, I'm the only one here from Georgetown Elementary, and the feelings that most of them had is they didn't want to take time away to defend themselves or show unity, when in reality, Contracts are being violated and central office is aware of it. Uh, they feel their presence should not be required in order to get something done to remedy this, this problem. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Is there anyone else in the audience who wishes to make a public comment? Seeing none, uh, we're now for new business, school choice applications, Mr. Lewis. Good evening. Tonight on your board docs, you will see a total of 23 school choice applications for the 1920 school year. And if you would like, Mr. Barlow, I can break these down into schools. Um, however, uh, the building principal and administration, we have looked at these applications and we are asking to accept 21 and reject two, the uh, two to be rejected. Uh, one at Georgetown Elementary School that is due to attendance. And the second rejection is at Sussex Central High School due to discipline. And the priorities are priority ones and priority fives, as we discussed at last month's Board of Education meeting. However, I can break these down per school if you would like to hear those. Make a motion we accept. Yeah, I'll second that. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That's unanimous. Thank you. Thank you. National School Lunch Week Resolution, Mr. Steele. Mr. Barley, I have uh, two resolutions tonight, and I'd like to read those in the record and ask the board to vote to accept those uh, resolutions. Uh, the first uh, being the School Lunch Week Resolution, whereas the Indian River School District Board of Education wishes to recognize the significant con contribution of the National School Lunch Program, and whereas the National Lunch Program makes our children healthier, stronger, and better able to concentrate on their studies, and whereas more than 7,700 7, Indian River students choose a school lunch every day, guaranteeing them a well-rounded meal. And whereas the School Nutrition Association has coordinated activities to increase public understanding of how the National School Lunch Program benefits the child, the home, the farm, industry, and the nation. Now therefore, we the Indian River School District Board of Education do hereby declare the week of October the 14th through the 18th, 2019, as School Lunch Week, and the month of October 2019 as School Lunch Month. In the Indian River School District, and urge all citizens to visit the schools, sample the meals, and thus appreciate how the program contributes to the health, vigor, and prosperity of our students. Need a motion? Second. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. School bus week? 
Uh, Mr. Barley, we also have a uh, resolution for uh, school bus safety. Whereas the Indian River School District Board of Education wishes to recognize the importance of school bus safety, and whereas the National Association for Pupil Transportation has petitioned every state in the union to pro proclaim a school bus safety week, and whereas the National School Bus Safety Week observance seeks to emphasize the need for increased care when near a school, a school bus, and to focus public attention on the importance of pupil transportation plays in the total educational program. And whereas the Indian River School District will be emphasizing pupil awareness of safe bus riding techniques, loading and unloading laws through the major media sources, school bus standards for school buses, and expanding school bus driver training to protect our pupils during the 2019-2020 school year, and whereas the Indian River School District is transporting approximately 9,700 students daily on school buses, and whereas since the safety of our students cannot be overemphasized, an understanding uh, record set by pupil transportation system of the Indian River School District should be recognized. Now therefore, we the Indian River School District Board of Education do hereby declare the week of October the 21st through the 25th, 2019 as School Bus Safety Week in the Indian River School District and urge all citizens to support the district's programs and school bus safety. Need a motion? So Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Old business, uh, major capital planning, Mr. Steele. Uh, yeah, Mr. Barley, the, that next uh, three, 4.01, 02, and 03, uh, I'll be briefly just touching on those. Uh, major capital uh, referendum. Uh, we're currently waiting to see if our CNs are uh, going to be approved. I will tell you now that OMB and DOE are now beginning to meet starting this week uh, to review the recommendations and the funding and which school districts will be uh, observed and awarded uh, major capital expense uh, CNs. So we would expect to hear uh, hopefully something I'm going to say within the, maybe the second week of October uh, as to whether or not we are going to have any of our CNs approved and we'll have the official notification, the actual CN, about the last week of October. So we should know something in the very near future. The new Howard T. Ennis School, 4.02. Uh, a portion of the CN that we turned in was a, about a $7.1 million uh, increase in the funds uh, that we had secured. Uh, I have reached out and talked with cabinet head Mike Jackson at OMB. I've talked to Dr. Susan Bunning, uh, Department of Education and share with them the importance that that funding is for that building. We do not want to open a building that we have to value engineer before we ever break ground. So we're kind of pushing very hard to make sure that that's going to be a successful CN, we hope, for the school district. If the CN for Ennis is approved, we already have the design ready to go. We won't have to change it, which means that we will proceed to the next phase, which will be permits and um, schematics and actually doing the groundbreaking hopefully sometime in the uh, hopefully sometime in the early summer late spring and third and finally the certificates and necessities I'm going to talk about those they are being uh, looked at uh, currently and uh, we should as I said hope to know something about that second third week of October I do want to tell the board you know looking at major capital the importance of the major capital referendum for the district we're, we're setting today uh, with 10,950 kids. 
and that's after we have taken out the kids that are no-shows. We're still getting kids enrolling in the district. Uh, so, you know, we're going to be somewhere between 10,950 and 11,000 students a week from today on September 30th. That's when we take the actual snapshot of what our funding is going to be for this year. Um, I hear Georgetown Elementary on the busing. We've looked at different ideas. I know the first three days of busing are normally the long days because it, the drivers are very careful in taking kids home. Uh, I do know that Jay uh, followed one of the buses that was hitting all three tiers uh, last week, and I think they pulled in, I think about 348 is when the buses pulled out on Friday, pretty close to what Ms. Willing had said. However, we've talked to uh, Mr. Stong today, and we have some ideas uh, that we, I think he's got a plan to put in place that we can make sure that we hit our contract with the employees. And for the employees who would like to, you know, if they want to flex a little bit of time, we may be able to work with, uh, working with a, a, just a handful of people more so than the entire staff. It is difficult, I will tell you that now, but I will tell you, we are almost 300 kids higher this September 30th than where we were last year. So it is not easy, and I can tell you that we're going to do everything in our power to make sure we do it, and we will make it right with the employees one way or the other. Any questions? Need a motion to uh, table 404 and 405 until after executive session. So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Committee reports, uh, building and grants, Mr. Fritz. Yeah, just a couple of items to bring everybody up to up to date on. Of course, our major capital improvements, uh, Mr. Steele just uh, updated. As far as minor cap improvements, uh, the roof at Lord Baltimore has been completed. SDSA is uh, almost to be completed. They are working uh, around school hours. They had to wait on some materials, and they're working around school hours to finish that. They will have to come back in about 45 days for a final coat before all of that is uh, is then completed. The ESCO project is continuing to move along. Um, lights, um, I see lights at Georgetown Elementary, Georgetown Middle School are uh, set to be replaced. Boilers are in process being converted to natural gas and uh, the BAS uh, work is the last phase. Bottom line is the ESCO project continues to go through at the committee meeting next month. We hope to have a representative come and give us an update uh, on that. And again, this project is the one to save money as far as energy costs for the school district. Uh, our payments back on the bond are to begin in December of 2020. Security, Dr. Owens uh, has met with a special agent of the Department of State Diplomatic Security Office. Again, one of our issues has been school entrances and school security, and uh, the district is right now working on numbers to hopefully secure a new grant uh, for security monies and also with architects to try to figure out a solution for the entrances at some of our buildings. To date, we've already put into place cameras, radios, locks, and communication boosters. The modulars at North Georgetown have been approved by the fire, to mar fire marshal and uh, ready to you know, move forward. And Sussex Central High School, although they've been in use, uh, the approval from the fire marshal was finally given uh, last week, and they are in uh, full use. As far as Sussex Central, uh, one of the issues that's upcoming has been a uh, fence 
regarding uh, or uh, surrounding the modular area for security purposes. Mr. Booth is in the process of working on quotes for that project. And finally, the Sussex Central track has been completely resurfaced and that project's been completed. And now I know Mr. Booth has continued to work with that company regarding bids to work on Indian River uh, High School's track next year to be completed. That's end of my report. Anyone have any questions? Mr. I can, uh, Mr. Fritz, were we able to do, I don't know if you know this, the um, pole vault runway and the, I don't know what else there was, a couple of runways for the repair of the pole vault. I think yeah. that was, uh, Dr. Lafey, you can tell me if I'm wrong, the repair of like the pole vault and, the tr and some of the things that the track team had, that was all taken care of uh, in-house, I believe, as far as uh, some, some repairs. Maybe, Mr. Booth, you had a part of that? Yeah, yeah, the long jump pit, I know that was an issue that was brought up. That was all oh, taken thank you. care of. Okay, yep. thank you. Anyone else? <coughs> Comprehensive school safety, Mr. Layfield. <clears throat> thank you, Mr. Barlin. We met this evening, the southern schools in the district, to discuss uh, the direction that we're going with comprehensive school safety. ERIP, we were the first district in the state to complete and submit those this year. So, it's a, again, that's a, that's a routine we find ourselves in every year. We're the first one to submit meet their uh, goals. Right now, we currently hover in about $402,000 in grants to make our schools safer. Some of the upgrades we have made already are with the radios, cameras, specifically at our entrances, boosters, locks, and our entrance redesign. Kind of tongue and groove with what uh, Mr. Fritz spoke about. On September 9th, we had a member of the uh, State Department come in and this gentleman's job was to fortify U.S. embassies. So we had talked about what were the best practices to make our schools safer with our entrances. And I think we found that person. Uh, some of his comments were very insightful, things that uh, I had not thought of. But uh, his suggestions, specifically at entrances, were great. Um, obviously, he's dealing with a little bit more unlimited of a budget than what we are. But uh, his suggestions uh, were spot on, and we're going to look at trying to implement some of his suggestions. Some of the studies we've done too, I think are interesting. 84% of the parents coming to our schools are dropping off for picking up a student and do not need to come into the building. So imagine the traffic that we have coming in and out of our doors that we don't need to. So a redesign, uh, kind of like a teller booth or a window at the ex an exterior of our schools might be able to cut down on traffic. Think about how much safer that can make. Raving about the hard work of people and the good things, we also see that one of our schools, 75% of the interior cameras are down. We're looking at upgrading those cameras, possibly with some of the same style cameras. There's an expense to it that we have at our entrances. But I suggest any school board member, if you get the opportunity, stop by, speak to the SRO maybe this evening at our break, or stop by your schools and look at the clarity of these cameras we're putting at our entrances. They are phenomenal. We've got to work on the camera's only good if it's being watched or manned. So you want to keep that in mind. But the clarity, and we're also, it's not only a live feed, it's being downloaded so we can check that. And we've got a really good bit of time with the storage facilities that we have to be able to review that. It's not something we lose in two or three days. A lot of good things are going on. I want to thank the hard work of our administrators in our schools, specifically Pep Lewis, Dr. Owens, all of our SROs, but specifically Detective Jeffrey Hudson for putting together what he's done with making our schools safer. Is there any questions? We had a 
nice 30-minute meeting today with administrators and, and put out any questions anybody might have about security. A lot of good things are going on. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you. Finance will be covered later on in the agenda when we do the financial reports. Uh, curriculum, Mr. Hudson. Thank you, Mr. Barley. Uh, we covered a, a number of topics at our curriculum meeting. I'd like to highlight some of those. Uh, Learning-focused implementation plan. The learning focus plan was shared and it outlines the professional development focus for each month as well as the learning walk focus throughout the school year. The plan allows teachers to be exposed to the different learning focused elements and small steps throughout the entire school year. Opportunity grant. The Indian River School District was awarded a little over $2 million to support the needs of both EL and low income students. The grant has allowed some schools to hire interventionists to support either reading and or math by pulling out or pushing into classrooms to provide support. It has also allowed the district to hire two school community liaisons along with additional resources as well as an opportunity for tutoring and after school programs. A reimagining grant uh, was awarded to the district. The elementary received uh, $82,000 grant approved by DOE. This grant will allow all elementary schools to receive coaching support around the elements of learning focus. The secondary schools received approximately $75,000 that will support teachers with the learning focus and provide coaching opportunities around the use of the learning focused elements. Pre-K to sixth grade curriculum, the Prevent Child Abuse Delaware Be Smart program. This program will be in every classroom from pre-K to sixth grade across the district. This is a personal safety education program that provides age appropriate lessons that are interactive and are designed to build upon each other from one grade level to another. Trained staff from Prevention Prevent Child Abuse Delaware will deliver the lessons to our students. Parent letters have been shared with each principal in both English and in Spanish, making parents aware of the program that will be offered to their child. A new pro prevention uh, program, bookworms in the elementary training will be provided to teachers in grades K to 2 with the bookworms intervention. This program will address phonological awareness, word recognition, fluency, and comprehension. Science pilot. Throughout the school year, elementary and middle schools will pilot three different science curriculums as per district policy. TCI, Amplify, and STEM scopes will be piloted at both levels. After piloting, rubrics will be used to evaluate all three curriculums and a decision will be made as to which to purchase. And finally, uh, there was a request for um, a book. We had a book review request for eighth grade year-long Spanish at Subbyville Middle School. Uh, the book entitled Pirates of the Caribbean and the Secret Map, which, will, which is in Spanish, is written by Myra Kenyon and Carol Gobb. A summary of each chapter was shared with each committee member. A recommendation was made to bring the novel to the school board for approval. Mr. Barley, I'd like to make a motion that we move forward with that recommendation for the novel for Subbyville Middle School. Okay. Need a second. Do we have a second? Second. Oh, I'm sorry. Motion made. All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. All right. Thank you. <coughs> Mary Bailey, Mr. Peden. No activity, nothing to report. Okay, thank you. Uh, Special Education Task Force, Dr. Statler. No report for this month. Policy, Mr. Collins. We have, uh, we met back on the 9th. We have two policies that we uh, reviewed that are 
pending changes uh, from DOE, so they'll be brought up at a later time. We do have one policy coming up tonight. That's our uh, school community relations uh, policy KA. This is coming up for a first and second reading. Um, there's a small change, and this came directly from a member of our public that attends our meetings regularly. Uh, we're going to move bullet point number four to uh, make it bullet point number one. And that basically states that the Indian River School District shall encourage the involvement of its residents in their public schools. Um, I would make a motion that we approve that change as presented. Second. We have a motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. That is all. IREA rep. Good evening. Uh, we've had a pretty beginning or busy beginning to the school year. Um, there have been several several issues that have come up. Uh, I'm happy that the uh, district office has such open lines of communication. Um, I've worked a lot uh, this year already with Kelly Dorman and Renee Jerns. Thankfully, um, they're open to suggestions and to any constructive criticism that's out there, and they're definitely problem solvers, which really helps us out. Um, also work with Celeste and Mark and Jay a lot with uh, the issues also. Um, we've worked on everything from the workload issues to explaining the rollout of the new um, reading initiatives in the district. Uh, we check to make sure that there's plenty of opportunities for teachers to have their science trainings so that way their students aren't left out of the Ingram's Pond um, classes. Um, they're, they're rolling out the revitalization of the LF um, and that's been a contentious um, issue in the past, but it seems to be going much more smooth this year. We've had questions about the uh, different rubrics that have been put out there, and we've uh, gained clarification on the different rubrics and when they should be used and how they should be used. So everything seems to be the issues that come up. The central office staff is, seems to be um, working hard to come up with the answers, and if they don't have the answers, they're clarifying things so that they answers are out there so that's good um, I do look forward to uh, working uh, with Celeste on the transfer process that's coming up so we can hopefully streamline that make that make her life a lot easier and make it a lot more transparent for everybody um, the only issue that really seems to be out there is that Georgetown busing issue um, it's been 20 days or so hasn't been solved but I've had meetings with um, you know, central office, and they say they're going to solve it. I have complete confidence that they will. I just hope the district comes up with um, a solution and that they find a way to bring up the staff morale because the morale up there is not good right now. Um, people aren't getting home to their families, and that's, you know, what they want to do. They want to leave work and go home to their family, just like everybody. So hopefully you guys can think of a way to, you know, take care of that problem up there. Thanks. Thank you. <coughs> Superintendent, report. Mr. Bond, if I could interrupt, oh, I want to circle back to comprehensive school safety. I apologize. I named several people that are working very hard to accomplish your mission. Naming individual people, I failed to uh, thank Charlie Ruggiero and his staff for all the technology advances that couldn't be done without them, and they've done a phenomenal job with these cameras and uh, meeting the criteria that we're asking them to do. So I want to make sure I thank them for their work. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Thank you. Superintendent's report. Mr. Steele. 
Mr. Barton, I, I have posted um, some of the activities that, that we have uh, had in the month of September. It's been a, you know, time trying to get to schools, uh, meetings, football games, and I still have a list of about four schools that I want to get to to visit this week. A uh, couple of highlights that I do want to do, and there's one thing I, I've talked to some board members. I've, I've really, you know, tried to look at the district as a whole, and you know, we, we, we spend a lot of time on problems. But what we don't spend a lot of time on sometimes is taking a look at all the great things our district does. So this, this, I, I compiled, working with my schools and my district staff, a list of accomplishments for the, each individual school and the district. And I'm going to highlight just a few of those. There are eight pages of accomplishment, folks. So all of the issues that pop up in this large district, when we stop and read through the accomplishments that we have done, it's incredible, absolutely incredible. Law Baltimore, for example, you know, they, they were awarded, Dr. Bunning awarded Exceeds Expectations Banner uh, to uh, Mrs. Webb and her staff. Philip Child Elementary, they have developed a program, Boys with Purpose, that have really put an emphasis on, on boys being young men and gentlemen. John M. Clayton, Distinguished Launch School for Project Lead the Way, also had one of the first, I believe the first, National Honor Society at the elementary level uh, that this district's ever had. North Georgetown, partnership with the Harry K Foundation in Georgetown Rhodey, and they have actually opened a food pantry in the building. Long Neck, recipient of grant through Delaware Arts and funded new school mural. They were also named a recognition school this year by the Delaware Department of Education. East Millsboro, was another exceeds expectations with the Delaware success framework. Also, East Millsboro Optimus Club, uh, Alpha Club, was started there. That is the first, uh, not only in the district, but first in the state, the whole tri-state area. Georgetown Elementary, they've collected over 2,000 items for the annual uh, Sussex County Caroling on the Circle Holiday Food Drive and implemented daily morning meetings in every classroom as part of responsive to classroom training. Howard T. Ennis, I attended a luncheon this year where they brought in 20 community partnerships that they have who actually employ and work with the kids at Ennis. George Washington Carver, FACES Grant, uh, Freeman's Association. If you go through and look at the murals that were done by the kids in that building with a grant by, with a partnership with John DiNardo. Also, students at Carver have worked with uh, botanical gardens in the Dagsborough area and soup kitchen in Ocean City and volunteer at the Mount Air Thanksgiving Drive. Subbyville Middle School, first place, technology state level in VEX Robotics. Also, we know and we've, we've heard this a lot, they were named a National Blue Ribbon School. Georgetown Middle School, done a wonderful job. They, they actually have been recognized by DOE and are going to be highlighted because they had over 74% of growth targets met in mathematics. Also, soccer team completed their seventh straight undefeated season. Millsboro Middle initiated a maker space in remembrance of a former student, Dennis Tripp, and also answered, uh, honored last year as a Delaware Recognition School for Academic Achievement and Growth. SDSA celebrated a 20-year anniversary on May 11th and welcomed all of the initial class for a walk of fame to remember the alumni. Sussex Central High School, students met all the SAT, uh, CCR benchmarks this year. Uh, class of 2019 accumulated over $4 million in scholarships and awards to date. 
and of course they won a state championship football game. Indian River High School had the highest SAT in the history of the school, did extremely well at the state level. They also had over a million dollars in counting that they're seniors. So our seniors this year has, have accumulated over five million dollars of scholarships. Eighty-five percent of the graduating seniors in this year's graduating class at River High School were college-bound. Early Learning Center. It's a level five program. We've used blended and braided funding to sustain a pre-K. Ladies and gentlemen, that program last year hit about 68 students and we grow through the year to about 90. We're starting with about 140, September 30th. So it's a reasonable expectation that we could reach as high as 180 kids this year in that program. The district, most of all of these fall under the district level, but we have a couple of highlights and uh, one, the partner, for example, Cliff Toomey. Um, Cliff Toomey with the, the uh, work that he does with our cafeteria, you know, brought in a grant, you know, that qualified us with the Fresh Fruit and Vegetable Program, $227,000. We awarded a $2.1 million grant uh, from Project Delaware. That was three school districts in the state, and we were one of the three. We probably, to date, have the best mental health programs of any other school district based on what we've been able to do and the grants we've been able to obtain. And I want to highlight Jay Owens uh, for working on that grant and Judy Brittingham. They did a great job working on that grant with the state teams in order to bring that money home. We had the ESCO contract, uh, the bond passage. We took the tough, the tough job of the Bermuda grass fields and look where we are today. You know, we have beautiful fields. And the one thing that the district did was actually this year in September, one day going down uh, the back road of Selbyville, I, I listened to 105.9 talk about the radio fund and AI DuPont Children's Hospital. And they were going to be on in a couple days, and I thought, wow, that is something that probably affects kids from every school in this district, particularly our Howard Deanis kids. So I had a great idea. And we thought, let's try it. I ran it through some people. Let's put it out, see if we can get a dollar from every employee. Now, when I say every employee, I'm talking administrators, teachers, nurses, paraprofessionals, uh, custodians, uh, building and ground staff, secretaries, cafeteria workers. We were able to raise, in a 24-hour period, $2,429 that we were able to call in and donate. Actually, it was a little bit less when we called in, and we had over $300 come back in after we had made the donation. So we contacted them and added that on. Uh, today, I got a uh, message from Nemours. Superintendent Steele, thank you so much for your incredible support. It means the world to us and our patients' families. Gratefully, Becky. That is the one thing we started this year off I was proud of because we needed one thing for this big district to come together, and I thought that was a good way to start but I have just brushed the surface. So take the opportunity to go home, take a look at this. We're gonna put it online, Dave Ma have it up tomorrow, and go through the list because th this list is outstanding. And the money that we've brought in with grants and the things we've done to save, hey, we're like any other district. We're gonna have issues and it's our job as administrators to remove barriers so that our kids can <coughs> learn and our teachers can teach. That's something that we're going to continue to do. 
But we're also going to take time at board meetings and throughout the year, we're going to highlight these good things. Because these are things that I think people see, but they don't know. And I think it's, it's our job to make sure they realize just how well our students do, how well our teachers and our instructional staff work, and all of our support staff join in to make sure these kids not only get great meals, but they come into a caring environment that we can offer support that they might not get at home, and above all, we can provide them a quality education. So with that said, to the entire staff of the Indian River School District, congratulations and thank you, because you do a great job. Okay, thank you. Financial reports. Uh, we need a motion to pay the regular invoices for the month of uh, August of 2019. So moved. Second. Mo motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. We're going to skip to 705, the preliminary budget proposal. Uh, we are. I would like uh, Ms. Tammy Smith, if you would stand up for a minute, Mrs. Smith. Uh, Mrs. Smith has uh, started with, been with us about two weeks now as our new uh, director of business. She's done a fantastic job. Uh, Mr. Owens isn't here tonight, but I can tell you he was, he was the happiest man at uh, IREC when she came on board. And we've already you know, really been able to use her expertise in a lot of things that we've done, and we greatly appreciate it. And she's doing the reconciliations of everything to make sure that when we hit the committee meetings uh, for October, we'll have everything up to date and reconciled. So we'll be able to go through that with you. The, uh, I want to talk about the, the budgets. Uh, these are our preliminary budgets. Our budgets are preliminary at this stage of the game because until we have our unit count and we get the set number of kids we have in that snapshot, that's when we get all of our state funding. So if you can follow along over on the side, I did the uh, review of this at our finance committee meeting uh, a couple weeks ago. We are, we are currently looking at a fiscal year budget in terms of state funds of uh, having somewhere right around $100,483. The highlight there is that we have a $1.9 million give back to the state. We have uh, submitted a plan, a give back plan per se, that's going to actually uh, reduce that number from 1.9 million uh, down to about uh, 64,000 or $640,000. Um, excuse me, $503,000. All other, all other. So we're going to pick up about 1.3 to 1.4 million there. We're looking at a total total budget uh, revenue uh, currently of about 164 million 402,666 dollars. Our discretionary revenue is on page two. Again, taking a look at the factor that we're dealing with with the give back funds. Uh, when we take a look at how we've applied the give back, uh, and you take a look down at the total budget uh, for the 2020 uh, school year, uh, it's $47,972,000. And we are looking at an adjustment there when we apply our give back uh, program to having a discretionary funding of $49,242,229. The next part of the budget that you'll take a look at would be the, uh, the, expense, the, the this discretionary budget outline. Those would be our school budgets, our curriculum and instruction budgets, uh, right on through to our, our athletic budgets, our board budget, human resources budget, <coughs> followed by the uh, expenditure budget, 
which it looks like we're, we're going to be uh, somewhere around about 163 million expenditures, which should give us a little bit of breathing room uh, when we come back with the final budget uh, at the end of October, 1st of November. We'll be looking to apply the difference between uh, what we have for revenue and our expenditures. We're going to be look to be, be applying probably about 1.2 to 1.5 million to our reserves. I will tell you now that our reserves are uh, 12 million. Uh, we actually, with the increase in tax receipts coming in, anticipate that to be about 12.9 million by the end of October. So I will tell you, as a board, in the last two years, we have come incredibly far and we've been very careful with spending, and I'd like to thank the board you know, for what you've done because we have really provided a lot of oversight and we've really built, built up a very good reserve balance, and we can continue to do that. Some of the other things, you, you'll get a chance to see the operating budget for the ILCs. The last couple of pages deal with the um, taxes. Our tax rate currently is about $3.03.5 per $100 of assessed. We actually dropped about $0.03 cents uh, this, this year uh, due to a couple of reductions we had in uh, tuition and debt service. So we actually are putting more space between our tax rate in the Indian River School District and the next high is Cape Pendle Open. Um, we're, we're about 60 plus cents behind them currently. Next I would like to flip through or flip over to the Howard T. Ennis preliminary budget. Howard T. Ennis is looking at a budget of approximately 12 million they are also affected by the state give back. They, have, they are affected at about a one point, uh, excuse me, $132,000. Uh, that we will take out of the other costs like we will a chunk from, from the districts. And that will leave them with a uh, budget revenue of approximately $12,991,000. And the ballot, the, the second page of that, which takes a look at the entire budget, and that's exactly what we have it planned for. Finally the give back. The, each year for the last three years we've had to give money back to the state to the tune of about, when you look at the total amount, about $2.1 million roughly, uh, just a little bit shy of that. Uh, this year was no different. Our give back for the Indian River District, not counting Howard Tianis, was $1,953,339.02. Howard Tianis was $132,206.11 for a total give back. $2,085,545.13. We try to not take all of that money out of our all of the cost section. Uh, that way we can utilize and offset that cost by giving back positions to the state. You get more money for giving positions back than you do for cashing in. So the give back positions, we took a look at an assistant uh, superintendent position, a director, supervisor, Related services, looking at approximately five positions there. One of the reasons we're able to look at the related services cut down on the number of teachers is simply because all the grants that we've been able to obtain, we're able to hire the new people and place them on grants instead of taking them out of related services. Uh, when we, we go down to the additional give back, we looked at the state professional develop monies and the state technology block grant money leaving us about in that area, we'll use about $503,000 in the all other cost. And again, that'll give us a net gain difference between what our budget and what our revenue coming in is about 1.2 million, so we're in, we're in really good shape. And we'll have that number narrowed down once we come to the final budget. And Howard T. Ennis, that entire cost comes out of their other cost, uh, code 05165, 
and that's 132,206. Okay. Any questions? Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. Communications, <clears throat> Mr. Steele. I don't think I've ever talked this much at a board meeting, Mr. Um, we, we have a couple of use, uh, use facility, Indian River High School Auditorium on Sunday, May 15, 2020, uh, by Diane Deming and a, a philanthropic educational organization. And secondly, we have use of Sussex Central High School baseball field beginning on September the 29th through November the 26th. Some of those are on Sundays, and I'd like to point out that those will not start until 1 o'clock uh, Tuesday evenings, and that is that request is being made uh, by the Bagel Bombers, 14 and under travel ball. I would recommend that we approve both of those. So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. We come to the second public comment section. Is there anyone in the audience who wishes to make a public comment? Seeing none, we need a motion for executive session. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous from now in executive session. Okay, here we go. Need a motion for the personnel agenda? Second. Motion made and seconded in discussion. All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Personnel addendum? Need a motion? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Personnel a contractual agenda. Need a motion? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Need a motion to approve the administrative pay changes? So moved. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? I'd like to abstain clearly. Okay. Can, can, uh, yes. Cathal? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Hudson? Yes. Mr. Layfield? I'll abstain from the 47 people on that list. Mr. Peden? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero no, one abstention. Motion passes by a majority vote. Before the business come before the board, meetings adjourned.